turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. And at this point, Joseph is not sure if his brothers have changed. He's not sure if they've repented of their mistreatment of Joseph. He, He doesn't know if his brothers still despise him or not. And yet Joseph, when he sees them, and and, and note this, when Joseph sees them, he, he says, bring them into my house and prepare a big feast for us to enjoy together. Joseph is a is a picture or a type in the Bible of Jesus Christ. We can all probably remember a time or times when we've been deeply hurt by someone. What was your reaction? What would be your reaction to them years later? Well, Pastor Dan shares how one man in the book of Genesis reacted after much pain, suffering, and disappointment. You may have suffered or are still suffering from the results of a relationship, but God wants you to know that when you put your faith and trust in Him, He can turn broken relationships around for good. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Genesis chapter 43 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. We left off at verse 15. It says, So the men took that present and Benjamin, and they took double money in their hand, and they arose and went down to Egypt, and they stood before Joseph. And when Joseph saw Benjamin with them, he said to the steward of his house, Take these men to my home and slaughter an animal and make ready, for these men will dine with me at noon. Then the man did as Joseph ordered, and the man brought the men into Joseph's house. Now the men were afraid because they were brought into Joseph's house, and they said, It is because of the money which was returned in our sacks the first time that we are brought in, so that he may make a case against us and seize us to take us as slaves with our donkeys. And when they drew near to the steward of Joseph's house, they talked with him, at the door of the house and said, Oh, oh, sir, we indeed came down the first time to buy food. But it happened when we came to the encampment that we opened our sacks and there each man's money was in the mouth of his sack, our money in full weight. So we have brought it back in our hand and we have brought down other money in our hands to buy food. We do not know who put our money in our sacks. But he said, Peace be with you. Do not be afraid. Your God And the God of your father has given you treasure in your sacks. I had your money. Then he brought Simeon out to them. And so the man brought the men into Joseph's house and gave them water. And they washed their feet and he gave their donkeys feed. Then they made the present ready for Joseph's coming at noon. For they heard that they would eat bread there. And when Joseph came home, They brought him the present which was in their hand into the house. 
and bowed down before him to the earth. And then he asked them about their well-being and said, Is your father well, the old man of whom you spoke? Is he still alive? And they answered, Your servant, our father, is in good health. He is still alive. And they bowed their heads down and prostrated themselves. Then he lifted his eyes and saw his brother Benjamin, his mother's son, and said, Is this your younger brother of whom you spoke to me? And they said, And he said, God be gracious to you, my son. Now his heart yearned for his brother. And so Joseph made haste and sought somewhere to weep. And he went into his chamber and wept there. And then he washed his face and came out and he restrained himself and said, Serve the bread. So they set him a place by himself and them by themselves. And the Egyptians who ate with him by themselves because... The Egyptians could not eat food with the Hebrews, for that is an abomination to the Egyptians. And they sat before him, the firstborn according to his birthright, and the youngest according to his youth. And the men looked in astonishment at one another. Then he took servings to them from before him, but Benjamin's serving was five times as much as any of theirs. And so they drank and were merry. With him. And Lord, we thank you for just the example of Joseph and the way that you worked in his life. And Lord, as we uh, look at this passage now, we pray and ask, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would be our teacher. And Lord, that you would open our eyes and our ears and our hearts to your word. And Lord, I pray that your spirit would be upon me to teach your word this morning. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So in our our passage today, the sons of Jacob make their second journey down to Egypt to buy food because there was a famine uh, throughout the region. There was no food available in the land of Canaan, and Jacob's family was starving. Uh, But food was available in Egypt thanks to the planning and preparation of, of Joseph. Joseph was the prime minister of Egypt at this point, second in power only to to Pharaoh. And on their their first journey down to Egypt to buy food, the sons of Jacob came before their younger brother, Joseph, but they didn't recognize him. Uh, He was dressed as an Egyptian. He spoke Egyptian before them. Uh, Joseph, however, recognized his brothers and and he accused them of being a spy. He said, you're spies. And he took his brother Simeon into custody and demanded that they return back to Canaan and bring their younger brother with them to Egypt, bring Benjamin back with them to prove that they're not spies. And really, Joseph was testing his brothers. He was testing them. He was testing their hearts to see if their hearts were changed or were they still the same. And so now in verse 15, we pick up the story. The sons of Jacob returned to Egypt with Benjamin. Again, in verse 15, it says, so the men took that present that they had made for Joseph, for the prime minister, And Benjamin, and they took double money in their hand, and they arose and went down to Egypt, and they stood before Joseph. So the brothers make the journey down to Egypt, bringing Benjamin with them. They have a present for the prime minister, a gift basket. Remember, we talked about that last time with pistachios and almonds and some honey and balm, because that's all they've got available in the land of Canaan due to the famine. And it says they have double their money in hand because Joseph had hidden their money in their grain sacks the first time. So they wanted to 
return that money, plus they have money to buy more grain to eat. It says in verse 16, when Joseph saw Benjamin, remember Benjamin is his only full brother, when he saw Benjamin with them, he said to the steward of his house, note this, take these men to my home and slaughter an animal and make ready, for these men will dine with me at noon. Then the man did as Joseph ordered, and the man brought the men into Joseph's house. So, so now there were, there were people coming to Egypt from all over the region, all over the Mediterranean region, from the Middle East. There, there's crowds of people streaming into Egypt to buy food because that was the only place uh, to get food. And Joseph saw his brothers in, in that crowd, you know, waiting in line or whatever. And he said to the steward of his house, take these men to my home, slaughter and prepare an animal for these men will dine with me at noon. Now, remember, these are the same brothers who cast Joseph into a pit and then sold him into slavery. And at this point, Joseph is not sure if his brothers have changed. He's not sure if they've repented of their mistreatment of Joseph. He, He doesn't know if his brothers still despise him or not. And yet Joseph, when he sees them, and, and, and note this, when Joseph sees them, he, he says, bring them into my house and prepare a big feast for us to enjoy together. Joseph is a, is a picture or a type in the Bible of Jesus Christ. And there are a couple ways Joseph is a picture of Christ here. First of all, Joseph is showing grace to his brothers. He's showing grace to his brothers. Now, grace, just to give you a definition, grace is undeserved kindness. Undeserved kindness. Joseph is giving his brothers undeserved kindness. They, they don't deserve a feast after what they did to Joseph. Jesus, as you know, is incredibly gracious with us when we sin. What does the Bible say? Where sin abounded, Grace abounded much more. Where sin abounded, grace abounded much more. God responds to our sin with grace, and his grace is always much more than our sin. Where sin abounded, grace abounded much more. In Romans chapter 2, verse 4, it says, It's God's kindness that leads us to repentance. It's God's kindness, his kindness, that leads us to repentance. Repentance. He shows us kindness when we don't really deserve kindness. So Joseph, again, he he says, bring them into my home so I can have a meal with them there. Slaughter an animal and make it ready. Barbecue an ox for us for for lunch. Now, in, in the ancient world, eating meat was actually a pretty rare thing for most people. And by the way, the way beef prices are rising, it may become a very rare thing for us pretty soon. Uh, But be that as it may. In those days, people ate meat only on very special occasions. And that would be especially true during a a famine. So this, this meal that Joseph is providing for his brothers, this is a very extravagant meal that Joseph prepared for his brothers. Possibly the best meal they have ever had, certainly 
the best meal they have had in a long time. Jacob's sons came to buy a little grain to eat, and instead they got a free barbecue buffet with all the brisket they could eat. Again, Joseph is a picture of Jesus. It's it's a picture of Jesus. The Bible says, listen, the grace of our Lord is exceedingly abundant. His grace is exceedingly abundant. We'll return to Pastor Dan's message in a moment. But first, Pastor Dan would like to tell you about the Calvary Chapel Ellicott City app. We recently launched an app for our church and we're really excited about it. It's designed to keep you connected to our radio ministry, Ring of Truth, as well as to our church, Calvary Chapel. And get this, we have over 1,200 sermons on the app. The app is super convenient, it's easy to use, and allows you to listen to Bible studies anytime, anywhere. So download the app right now, search for Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in your app store, or just follow the links on our website at calvaryec.com. What a great way to stay connected to Scripture. Now, back to today's message on Ring of Truth. Joseph here, he desires to have a meal with his brothers, and he, he, he slaughters an animal. He, he tells his servant, slaughter an animal and prepare it. This reminds us of the parable that Jesus told of the prodigal son, right? In Luke chapter 15. Remember that story of the prodigal son who, who, uh, who asked his dad for his inheritance early? You know, he, he, he essentially said to his dad, I, I wish you were, you were already dead so I could have my inheritance. This is the Father's Day portion of the message, right? <laughs> and then once his son received his portion of the inheritance, we're told in, in Luke 15, he sold it. He liquidated his property immediately. That was his plan all along. He liquidated it for cash, and then he went to a faraway country where he wasted it all on sinful living. And then it says, when the son came to the end of himself, he decided to return to his father's house and ask his father if he could just be a servant in his father's house because he knew a, a servant in his father's house was living better than he was living. And so he didn't want to be restored as a son. He just wanted to be a servant in his father's house. And Luke 15 tells us that he arose and came to his father. Listen to what it says. But when he was still a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. The father sees his son coming at a great distance and the father runs to his son and embraces his son and welcomes him home. Now the father didn't know why his son was returning home. Maybe the son was coming home to hit dad up for more money. He doesn't know. But the father didn't care why his son was coming home. The father was glad just that his son was home. He was glad to see his son. That's God's heart. That's God's heart for you. That's God's heart for me. When we sin against him, he's, he's just glad when we come back. He's just glad to see us. And then if you know the story in Luke 15, when the son tried to confess his sins to his father and say, Father, I've sinned against heaven and in your sight, no longer worthy to be called your son. Before he could finish his apology, father cut him off. His father interrupted him and said, bring out the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet and bring the fatted calf and kill it and let us eat and celebrate for this. My son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found and and they celebrated. The father said, 
bring the fatted calf and kill it, which tells us that father had been fattening up a calf for that day when his son would return. He's been waiting for his son to come back. And he doesn't even give the son a chance to apologize or explain what he did or just, no, just bring the best robe, put sandals on his feet, a ring on his finger, kill the fatted calf, and let's celebrate. That's our father's heart. That's our father's heart toward us when we sin and when we fail and when we blow it big time. God simply longs to reconcile with us. He simply longs to have fellowship with us and, and, and commune with us and be in a relationship with us. That's why Jesus came and died on the cross to reconcile us to God. And here, Joseph, when he sees his brothers, slaughter an animal, prepare a meal, bring them to my house so that I can dine with them. I also think here of the way that Jesus responded to Peter when Peter denied the Lord after the resurrection. Jesus sought out Peter specifically. Remember, he said, tell the disciples, I'll see them in Galilee and tell Peter. And then in Galilee, Jesus sought out Peter. And what did Jesus do? He prepared a meal for him there on the shore of the Sea of Galilee. And it says that Jesus served Peter a meal. And that's when Jesus, of course, said, Peter, do you love me? Feed my sheep. And he he restored Peter over a meal. In Revelation chapter three, Jesus said, behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and I will dine with him. And he with me, Jesus says, "I'm, I'm, I'm at the door knocking. I want you to open the door of your heart. I want you to invite me into your life and I'll come into your life and I'll dine with you. We'll have fellowship together. We'll, we'll sit down at the table and we'll commune together. And here is Joseph, a picture of Jesus. And Joseph longed to have fellowship with his brothers and to commune with his brothers. And so Joseph, when he sees his brothers before his brothers apologize, before his brothers make it right, he just sees his brothers And he tells his steward, take these men to my house and slaughter an animal and prepare it so we can dine together at noon. I want you to think about this. Remember, the brothers, they they don't know it's it's Joseph. And there are people from all over the Mediterranean world and Middle East in Egypt buying food. And Jacob's sons are the only ones that are picked out of the crowd and invited to the prime minister's house for a special meal with the prime minister. Imagine if that happened to you, right? Imagine you're at, you know, Wegmans this afternoon, and you get invited to the White House, right? And just imagine what that would be like. It would be pretty awesome, pretty mind-blowing. You would be texting your friends. You would never believe where I am right now. You'd be sending pictures of you, At Joseph's palace, you know, hashtag blessed, hashtag God's favorite, all that kind of stuff, right? Amazing. I can't believe this is happening. This is so crazy. God's so good. But Jacob's sons were afraid. And I want you to get this. They were afraid to go to Joseph's house. Look at verse 18. Now the men were afraid because they were brought into Joseph's house. And they said, It is because of the money which was returned in our sacks the first time that we are brought in so that he may make a case against us 
and seize us to take us as slaves with our donkeys. They think he's just bringing us into his house because of the money from the first trip. And he's just bringing us here so he can make a case against us, present his case, seize us, sell us into slavery, sell our donkeys into slavery too. You know, interestingly, that's exactly what they did to Joseph years before. They seized him. They sold him into slavery. And they fear that they will be treated the same way they treated Joseph. They think the prime minister is just like them. And it's going to treat them the way that they've treated others. And sometimes that's how people think about God, isn't it? That God's just like us. And God's going to treat me the way that I've treated people. And you know, there's some Christians that when they sin, they become afraid to come into the presence of Jesus. They don't want to be around Jesus. And and they think, well, I've blown it. Now Jesus is angry with me. He's going to seize me. He's going to enslave me. He's going to punish me for what I did. He's going to let me have it. Jesus isn't like you. He's not like me. Praise the Lord. We might do that to other people. We might punish people for doing us wrong. But Jesus isn't like us. But some, some Christians, they, they become afraid to come into the presence of Jesus. They don't, they don't want to be around Jesus or they're, they're afraid to, to come into his house. Joseph says, bring him to my house. I want him in my house. So I can have a meal with them. So I can have fellowship and commune with them. And they're afraid to go into Joseph's house. And there's some Christians that they they sin. They become afraid to go into the house of the Lord. Afraid to go to church. Afraid to be around other believers. Some even become afraid to come to the Lord's table. And take communion together with them. They think, well, I can't have communion I can't take the bread and the cup after what I've done. Listen, give me your attention. The opposite is true. (laughs) The opposite is right. When we sin, when we fail, when we blow it, that's when we need to come into the Lord's presence. That's that's when we need to be around the body of Christ. That's when we should come to the Lord's table and take communion and remember his sacrifice and remember his shed blood and his broken body that takes away all our sins. Jesus invites us into his house and to his table not to punish us. Not to seize us and make a case against us. But to forgive us. And to cleanse us of all of our sin. Do you see? Do you see the grace of our Lord in this? When we sin, when we blow it, he says, come into my house. Come to my table. Take and eat of the bread and the cup and. Do this in remembrance of me, I've I've died for your sins, I paid for that sin. It's under the blood. So verse 19, when they drew near. To the steward of Joseph's house, they talked with him at the door of the house and said, Oh, oh, sir, we indeed came down the first time to buy food. But it happened when we came to the encampment that we opened our sacks and there each man's money was in the mouth of a sack. Our money is in full weight. So we have brought it back in our hand and we have brought down other money in our hands to buy food. We do not know who put our money in our sex. Jacob's sons explained to the steward, hey, this is all just a big misunderstanding. 
You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Genesis. Although some might view Genesis simply as a historical account of genealogies, the undercurrent throughout this book entails a broader understanding of God's nature toward His people. You're introduced to God's care and concern for His creation, how sin stained what God had created, and what God intended to do to atone for the sin that overshadowed the world altogether. God's plan included a Savior that would envelop His creation in love and sacrifice that might seem incomprehensible to the average person. But God's ways are higher than anything that we as humans can understand. Yet He chose to come to our level anyway. That's a Creator God who's invested for the long haul. If anything about today's message has struck a chord with you, we'd like to talk with you. Please give us a call at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. You can also send us an email through our website, calvaryec.com. If you're not connected yet with a local church, we highly encourage you to find a church home that will help guide and support you in your growing faith. Thanks so much for joining us today. Pastor Dan will have more to share from the book of Genesis next time, right here on Ring of Truth. And I recognize the hands that craft and what I know because I know his voice and it only takes Rings true.